really love the TV. I just want to know uh, if there's a specific cornmeal you want, because I found uh, some yellow cornmeal, uh, quick and yellow to germinated corn, cornmeal. I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, could you call me back? Bye-bye. <laughs> I think. Wow, yeah, you know your streaming service is really bad when you have to cancel it for three you know, three weeks later. You were in the bedroom searching for an email from Apple. Uh-huh. And I'm out in the living room. And as we've established, I'm a big fan of secular talk and breaking points. Mm-hmm. So I'm Googling. I just had a burp. Ugh. Uh oh. And I'm sorry, I'm on YouTube. I saw that Kyle from Secular Talk just posted a new video saying mm-hmm. something about CNN Plus. So I click it. It's him and Crystal Ball. They've been doing these things on Fridays yeah. where it's them, Kyle's driving and she's like in the passenger seat and they're just talking to the audience. Oh, wow. And I like that. Um, <clears throat> but they said, oh, CNN Plus just announced that they're shutting down today. Yeah, I and I and I and I told you that I heard about that yesterday. Mm. And um the person who was talking about it was saying something like, "Yeah, it seems like they had a lot of cooking shows on their streaming service, so I guess the cooking shows are better than what, you know, what CNN had to offer." So I thought it was kind of funny. They spent something like 300 million dollars on this thing. And wow. The estimate is that they had around 10,000 subscribers. That's pretty bad. Yes. That's that's really bad. At like six bucks a month. <laughs> that's so, very bad. Now, this was also launched, I think, right before the takeover from Discovery became official. Mm-hmm. So new management basically killed the streaming service, which was a bright idea. Like, who is going to watch this anyway? No one I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's not what my grandparents used to watch, but yeah, no one I know would watch it. Just a partisan service. It's so bad. You know what I was thinking about the other day, babes? Mm -hmm. Joe Biden visited Portland yesterday. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it and I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. As you know, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. That relates to this in the sense. Okay. Biden comes here and speaks at a yacht club, which to me is this like rich elitist thing. Oh, yeah. But the media is like, oh, Joe Biden came to speak at this, uh, you know, Democratic fundraiser. Right. You know, if Trump had come to Portland during the midst of a possible inflation uh, thing, like a recession. Yeah. The start of one. Yeah. And he talked at a yacht club. Yeah. The spin would have been this elitist guy it doesn't care anything at all about the people and is just talking to rich donors. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe that the, the uh, media would spin it for sure. Right. And, I, and had he done that, that would have been true, too. But Joe Biden did do that yesterday. Actually, I wouldn't have. But and, and I, I know this oh, because... I know this because I've watched many, many, many of his rallies, but... He only allows poor people in there. Blah, blah, blah. No, he... What? No, never mind. He has all kinds of people. Your people yeah, blah, blah. No, that's uh, uh, no, right. Go ahead. Go ahead, babes. I'm saying if he would have done that. Yeah, they would have They would have spun it. But, but a yacht club, really? Yeah. A yacht club. <laughs> I wrote on Facebook the other day. <laughs> 
something about you can hate Trump and still think that Biden is a total prick. And you would agree with that. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I, I mean, who did anybody respond to it? No. Oh. I'm hoping people read it and thought it was funny and just didn't want to say anything. But I wonder how many people have just blocked posts from me just because I actually do say it how it is. Like, if I have a problem with a Republican, I'll say it. But I'm not like a shill for just all things Democrat either. Well, that's good. Has anybody posted and said something like, you know, normally I wouldn't agree with you, but this I agree with? I haven't had that, but I've had conservative friends of mine like my posts on Facebook that were kind of anti-Trump in the past. Of course they would. But I've told you that a lot of people who I'm less close with have called me out and said, "This is I can't believe you would say this about Donald Trump or whatnot. I don't have, so here's the, here's the weird thing. Okay. Some conservative people would do that on my Facebook page. Like they'll call me out for not being pro Trump and, you know, giving my brain up to him. My liberal friends won't do that when I attack Biden. But what I've noticed is in conversations, they'll offer these weak ass defenses of him. So if, if mm -hmm. I, if Biden comes up and I say, I'm not going to vote for him in 2024, they'll say, yeah, I know it looks like he's not doing a good job. <laughs> but have you considered that there's maybe things but, he's doing behind the scenes? But even both sides of the political spectrum, right? Even yeah. the ones who voted for him, even they are saying, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have voted for him. I, that was a big mistake. And I've those, been hearing about it. To clarify, those are the people who are just like raw, raw. Everything the Democrats do is is fine by me. I have other friends of mine who are pretty liberal, like me, and say that they think that Biden is doing a horrible job. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been hearing it from both sides. It's not just the conservatives that are saying that, that this guy is not doing good, but even uh, liberals that you wouldn't think would say anything bad. I've heard have said. Yeah, it's 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 not good, and especially with um, especially. Also, to his um, his pick for VP is not doing good either, and um, and it's just like it. It just seems a percentage of people that are so raw raw Biden is small, very small. I mean, I, I can't believe how small it is, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, his if his numbers are tanking every single day, and everybody knows it, including your party. Something's really wrong. Well, and we should also say it's not like with the Trump people to where the th three raw, raw Trump, uh, Biden people are like, think that he's a god, like Trump's people do. But they'll just say, well, how do you know he's not doing more? But they don't completely ignore all reality like Trump people do. That's not true, Bubs. Uh oh. First off, the uh, Trump supporters don't think he's a god. Secondly, um, the whole thing about Biden is correct. I think the, the, the fact that his, um, that there is a small percentage of people are still pro Biden. I would agree. Right. But they're not defending him the way that Trump people defend Trump because Trump people would just make any excuse. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you asked for that Did one. You, yeah. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> We could have just talked it out there. <laughs> I haven't done this in like a week and a half. By it's the way, it's been like three weeks. I guess it was. I guess it was three weeks, was mm -hmm. it?
Yeah, three weeks. I'm not making this up, babes, so trigger warnings abound. There's some guy who's running for public office who a couple years ago compared Trump to Hitler, and Trump just endorsed the guy. Oh, yeah. I, I J.D. Know. Vance? I yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not a fan of his, by the way, J.D. Vance. How do you feel um, that Trump is supporting him? Well, okay, here's here's what I think is going on. I don't think he would normally support this guy. I think that there might be somebody who could be pressuring him to support him. I also and and normally I, I I normally I would support his endorsements. I don't support JD Vance and I also don't support um Dr. Oz. I'm surprised to hear you say that. No, I, I, no, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Dr. Oz I think now um and I and I um didn't realize it until I found out more about him. I think he's a total phony. Um he tries to tout himself as America's doctor. It's all natural. And by the way, I've never watched this show. Okay. Well, he touts, I've seen a couple clips. He touts this. himself as somebody who's America's doctor and that he's very natural. That's not actually true. Um, there are things he supports that I don't support. Um, he, he does support, uh, what's going on in China. And I, what I mean by that is, um, the, um, the 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 socialist communist things that they're doing to their people and um he uh he's just a phony he really is i i don't i don't trust dr oz anymore and i used to watch a show and not thinking about well what's what's the problem why why do not why do some people not like him and um the thing that really got me upset too with um what i found out about dr oz is he he tries to make it sound like he's um, like, uh, like one of those like naturopathic doctors or whatever, just the way that he talks about, um, what people should take and what people should do. Um, but he actually does support, uh, GMOs and it's, 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 uh, I don't trust him. I don't, I don't like him. I think he's just, I, I kind of wonder if he's doing this as a publicity stunt. Um, so those are the two. Those are the only two endorsements that I would disagree with, and I hope he pulls them because I don't trust either of them. Well, the J.D. Vance one, he's not going to pull because he literally just made it like three days ago. Yeah. So and, it would be shocking. If and there, there, there are people that um, uh, uh, don't like don't like J.D. Vance, um, and I think there are there is um, a better candidate that's running against both him and uh, Jane Timken. Me. Not you. Okay. No, a different one. I'm surprised to hear you say something negative about Trump that you don't well, like. Some I of the told people you, I did. I not tell you in the past that if he deserved um, criticism, I would give him this. You did, but I, I've always thought that Republicans just like to say that about Trump, and they don't actually mean it when it comes to criticism. No, there are there are many Republicans that will come out and say that the either they're um, they're satisfied with something he did or that he. Um, that they were shocked. And, and I did hear a few people say that they were shocked. Um, and I kind of wonder if it's because of, uh, of pressure, because the, the Ohio primaries are going to be happening in, I think, another week. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, see, I told you, I was, I, I told you that I would, I would say something that I didn't like about somebody if I, if I meant it. 
That's good, babes. Of course, babes. I wasn't going to go back on that. Yeah, yeah, but I just figured since it was Trump, it was going to be like, you know. He's not a god, bubs. Jesus could come out against him and he'd he, still He's him. not a god. You I'm have to gl- remember. I, I, well, believe me. You, you have to remember. Um, I believe you on that stage. You have to remember the, the, um, the, especially the evangelical people that support him. He's, you have to remember to, to them, he's not a god. He just, they, they, uh, I voted for him because I believe he supported things that I supported. And I wasn't gonna, I, I didn't, I, I, I know that he's not a Jesus Christ. So it's, it's a very different thing, Bubs. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> no, I am, because I was concerned. I was concerned. Well, I told you I would. No, but you said that, but then it's like everything is like, oh, there's this reason. Oh, I'm sure you don't understand. But what I don't understand, getting back to the Biden thing. Yeah. That even on both sides, so it's not just one side now. Even on both sides, a lot of people notice that he's fumbling. He, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he just hasn't done anything domestically well. No, he's complete. Listen, oh, terrible. I, we know that I we don't see eye to eye on the Russian thing. I do think that he's doing a great job on that. But on domestic things, there's no defense for him. He's yeah. done horribly domestically. Exactly. Horribly. Horribly. Um, and I, I mean, and uh, I just don't understand why anybody would still support somebody that would put our country in danger like that. I had a friend. Yeah. And I had a friend. I actually, I still do. Me and <laughs> are close. <laughs> okay. Really good guy, but co- sometimes goes too far into the democratic stuff. Huh. From my personal taste. Did I meet this person? You know this person. I do. You don't know, not only have you met them once or twice, you've met them on several occasions. Uh-oh, I think I know who that is. Yeah, I don't want to say any names. But in 2020, we were talking, and this was after the Democrats screwed Bernie out of the nomination. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you know, it kind of sucks that our choices are between, you know, I'm not going to use the verbiage, but some stuff, Donald Trump and somebody with Alzheimer's disease. Uh And he's on the phone. He's just like, I don't believe that uh, Biden has Alzheimer's disease. Listen, I'm not Biden's doctor, (laughs) right? So do I know for sure that he does? I'm not going to say 100%. But do I think that there's a very good chance that he suffers from some form of dementia? Yeah, I do. And, you know, there are people that have said, and I'm sure Democrats have wondered, um, what kind of a, what kind of person is Jill Biden to uh, let her husband run knowing that he had brain surgery and that his memory is possibly declining? And a lot of people have said that it's elder abuse. Okay. That I have to push back against a little bit. Why? I'm going to tell you. The brain surgery was, if I remember right, was back in the 1980s. So it was well, a long time ago. Well, I understand he, that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, and I, I'm I'm not saying that the brain surgery happened like months ago or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not what I mean. I don't know what happened between the brain surgery and now. But something happened between... For sure, between the um, the Obama presidency, yes, and now, right? Yes, you, you would agree there's, with that. There's not no doubt about that. So, so something happened there, and he has cognitive de- uh, cognitive decline. Um, I also heard that Obama told him not to run um, before he did, and um, and you see more and more that 
when he is with Jill. Did you see that one clip? And I'm sorry, I'm at the side note. No, Did go you ahead. see that one clip when um, they were reading uh, this children's story called Brown Bear, Brown Bear in front of an audience? No, go ahead, though. And I think um, she let him read the first page or the first part of a page and um, she was going to read the rest of it. It was really, really embarrassing. And I'm thinking, why would you put your husband out there, tell him to run for, uh, to be the leader of the free world, and knowing that he's going to be laughed at for um, having a cognitive cognitive decline? I, I don't understand. I hear you. It's just very, I mean, every time they're together, from what I've been hearing, and I know I don't see this, it just doesn't go over well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not one of those people who is an Obama conspiracy person, right? Like, he was born in this country. He's an American citizen. He's not a Muslim. All that, you know, that's my personal beliefs. And I haven't seen any good evidence to the contrary. Um, I have issues from him from the way I think he has gone out of his way to redeem George W. Bush. Um, but I think right. if we're to look at a villain as far as the Biden presidency goes yeah. and the state of our country, it starts with Barack Obama. Because. You know what? I would uh, agree with you on that. Well, so let's get into this a little bit. Okay. Um, Bernie Sanders is running against Joe Biden 2020. Joe Biden, I believe, wins North Carolina uh-huh. after Bernie won, like, the first four primaries. Mm-hmm. We then have a situation two days later where Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klo- Klobuchar, and yeah. I think somebody else yeah. fell out of the uh, the uh, Democratic race for the nomination, like, two days later on, on that Monday. And from the rumors I've heard, I wasn't there. Obama apparently called each of them and, and asked them to drop out to support Joe Biden so that Bernie Sanders wouldn't get the nomination. And there's this new book that came – I guess it's coming out. Yeah. And it's written by Bernie staffers. Uh-huh. One of the things in there is apparently Obama had a conversation with Bernie in 2018 where he said, you're like a prophet for the Democratic Party, but prophets don't get to be kings. Basically what I infer from that. And I heard about it secondhand is that he was going to do anything possible to make sure that a real progressive didn't get elected to president. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that I didn't think that Obama had the best legacy before this, but I think shame on him. Like, really, he should. I think Obama is one of our worst presidents. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but we it's weird I, because we feel that way for very different reasons. We do feel that way for very different reasons. Um, but I do I do agree on that front. Um, I I don't know about what he said to Bernie, but if mm-hmm. he did, it was that's that's not good. Um, uh, even though I don't agree with any of their policies, but or any of their um, politics and whatnot. But I mean, it's, yeah. Um, but it's just so, I mean, listening to Joe Biden when he was Obama's vice president is so different than listening to him now 
try to give rallies. Yeah. It's very different. Like it's, it's, it's night and day. It really is. Apparently he said that he's going to run again in 2024. I don't think he's going to last. And there were some rumors that Bernie might run against him in the primaries. But if you listen to what Bernie's people said, it it doesn't really sound like that. But some people in the media were taking it like that this week. Okay. Well, and, and and Bernie Sanders is no spring chicken. He's anymore. older than Biden. Yeah. But how many years is older is he? Like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to the two of them speak, who would you rather have as president? Just based on that, uh, none of them. But if I was basing it on speaking, yeah, Bernie definitely um, would be the more articulate of the two. And he's for the people too, which I like. Oh yeah, he is. Have it, but. Oh, I am. You don't be a I think you would do a lot of good for this country. I don't think so. Have you been keeping track on what's going on with Nina Turner? No, I haven't, actually. I I remember you mentioned her name, but I haven't. I think she's running for Congress. It's either Congress or Senate in Ohio for the Democratic nomination. Yeah, I definitely was not, has, have not been keeping track of that one. And you know. the Democratic Party is like lining up to try to make sure that she doesn't get the nomination because she's a progressive who worked on the Bernie Sanders campaign. Is there is there anything else? What do you mean? With that, is there anything else as to why they don't want her in there besides that? I think that's why, right? Because they don't want progressives in the party because it's going to show what a weak job the Democrats have been doing. Um, that's my opinion, though. Uh-oh. I think no, the I... Democratic Party is way too conservative and elitist for my personal taste. I don't think they're conservative at all. I think that they're all about control, control, control. They are, but that's like a conservative. No, it, see, okay, we have to get, we have to um, talk about misconceptions here. What about misconceptions? Oh, my goodness. Sorry, go ahead. Um, because, and I, I know you're, I know you're, uh, you are leftist, but you're not all that leftist. Um, there is a misconception as to how you think conservatism is, is controlling. And I, and I vehemently disagree with you on that. Mm. Because if you ever listen to conservative media, which I don't think you have enough, but, or, or if you've read conservative articles, um, there the what a lot of what a lot of them really want is um the freedom to choose whether they uh are choosing what to have in their body um whether they choose uh to choose what school they want to go to or where they want to work or uh what doctor to go to in the private sector um uh, things like that, uh, whether to have a gun or not, because not all conservatives have guns. And then, uh, and then when you talk, when you hear about, um, the military, um, being forced to take, um, to take shots. I mean, I, I mean, from, from all the conservative media and articles I've read, I don't know anything that would even remotely give me the idea that they're controlling how many conservative senators or congressmen have come up in out in favor for the legalization of psychedelic mushrooms 
Uh, none of them. Okay. What is your point? Well, I mean, my point would be if you're for freedom, that's a form of personal freedom. Well, wait a How- minute, though. Hold on a second. Okay. The same people who are pushing these drugs are the same people <clears throat> who want transgendered bathrooms. And that is that is actually true. I'm fine with transgender bathrooms. No, but but here's the thing though. They're they're the ones who are pushing it on everybody else when they're saying that everybody should be high and um it should be recreational. Anyone can do it. Doesn't matter where it is. Uh or or that um men and women or boys and girls should share the same bathroom. They do it in Europe. That's apparently. not okay. We're not living in Europe. Okay. Stop, 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 stop. We're not living in Europe. Okay, okay. Wake we're, up, We're Bob. also not living in Tickle Land. Ah, oh. Tickle Land. Okay, let me give you another question then. How many conservatives have come out in favor of universal basic income? Nobody. Hmm. Now, I don't think that's free either, and I'll tell you why I don't think that's free. Tell me. Because if you read between the lines, universal basic income, if you think of the word universal, that means everyone. Yeah. So that means... That everyone is going to be forced to get uh, universal health care. Uh, they're going to be forced to get uh, how uh, this amount of money, and that's not good. That's not good because because people want to make their own money, and they're going to be forced to get money from universal basic income yeah universal but health care if i'm a republican senator i could say we're i'm in support of universal basic income and i think you should have the freedom to give that money to whoever you want to so if you want to spend it on mushrooms cool if you want to spend it on your guns cool if you want to donate it to charity but I'm that is a that. very very liberal uh stance but it's for freedom right well th- so i think that the conservatives and liberals have a very, very uh, different take on what freedom is. Hmm. Because freedom doesn't just mean take all the drugs you want, take all the alcohol you want, open all the borders so that illegals come in and uh, don't vet them from diseases because they're free to do that. That's not what freedom is. And, and it sounds to me like they want to enforce it on people that don't want it. Okay. They, they, they don't, that people actually want to choose um, what kind of people, uh, you know, what kind of people they want to be around or, uh, what bathrooms their kids can go into. How many Republican either senators or congressmen have come out and said, we need more regulations for alcohol companies? Um, I don't think anyone has that I can think of. Mm. Well, think about this though. Okay. Alcohol was legalized a long time ago mm-hmm. after prohibition. Think of how many problems that has that alcohol has caused since the legalization of alcohol. Yeah, so you think some Republicans would come out and say we need to regulate these companies more? Well, what good would that do? Well, I mean, if you're for the freedom for somebody not to get killed by a drunk driver, right? And you're for freedom, but you don't think people should be able to put whatever they want into their body. Why not go after the companies that make this? But that, 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 yeah, but that, that doesn't seem to be working now that it's it's legal all the all the way through yeah, I, but I why not go after the companies instead of the individuals oh my goodness bub <laughs> how many <laughs> 
Are we going to keep on talking about no, this? Because I really want to talk about other stuff. Yeah, no, I, I completely disagree with you <clears throat> that conservatives are for are the pro-freedom party and liberals aren't. Now, there are authoritarians on the left who do try to push things too much. A lot of them. A lot of them. But I think generally speaking, if it's gotten to my head and I only know that somebody is liberal or conservative and I have to decide, is this person more pro-freedom than anti-freedom? I'd say that the liberal person. Hold on a second. One more question. Go ahead. What about, have you ever, have you ever heard of any liberal coming out and saying that uh, and I'm talking about liberals in, in Congress and, and the House and Senate. Do it. Have you ever heard any of them come out and say that um, parents should uh, should be involved in whatever their kids are learning? Yes. Who? I Who can't did? name any at the top of my head. No, see, could... see, exactly, because they don't say that. They're usually saying something like, no, the parents have no, the parents um, should not be involved in these school, school board meetings. And how many, how many liberals have come out and, and accused parents of being terrorists for coming to these school board meetings? I have not heard that. Yes, they have. Okay. Yes, they have. It's possible that I just haven't heard it. These parents, now, now these parents are having their freedoms taken away because they want to know that they're, you know, what their children are learning and they also want, uh, to protect their children from learning anything that, that, they, um, that that's not age appropriate in the classroom. But who decides what's age appropriate? The parents, and because so- the, because the teachers uh, because the teachers that are teaching them and not all of them are doing this. A lot of them are indoctrinating them into things that they shouldn't be learning about until they're adults. That's the problem I have. Okay. Now the, go ahead. Now tell me <clears throat> if you're for freedom. Yeah. Why would you keep any parent from knowing what their child is learning? Well, first of all, I haven't heard any liberals say that they don't want parents to know what their kids are learning and they don't want parents involved in their kids. Oh, yes, they have. Okay, I'm just telling you that I haven't heard that. Okay. That doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that it's not what I've heard. Mm -hmm. So I, I reject the premise of your argument. I'm not saying that there's no valid points to it, but it's it's just based on what I know. I haven't found that to be true. And there has been this push in the conservative movement that public schools are awful. And we that's why we need to go to the uh, to the private sector instead of depending on public schools. Um, and that has been a narrative push uh, since the George W. Bush administration. Well, it, it has but nothing to do with George W. Bush does. because because it had they have been awful for a very long time. Right? They have been. It, this has nothing to do with George W. No, Bush. No, it does. Uh, let me explain it. To you. No, babes, you want me to explain it to Uh-oh. you? There is truth in that. Pub- the public school system is awful, right? In most cases, there are some exceptions, but. What they don't tell you is the reason why it's awful. And the reason why it's awful is because they keep defunding schools. The reason why it's awful is because they have all these old textbooks. No, it's it's not the reason why it's awful. The reason why it's awful. You won't let me finish. Hold on. Okay. Go on. The reason why it's awful is because they pass all these weird laws with schools. And And they keep wanting to defund schools to get parents to send their kids to private schools. And when you do that, all you end up doing is 
I'm going to use a word that I don't like, defunding schools. So instead of fixing a system that's already there, you move it more towards big corporations. So, okay, maybe you don't want the government teaching your kids, but who would you rather have, the government teaching your kids about uh, gender politics or Pepsi teaching your children about health? I'd rather have the government. Okay, first off, I think you're completely wrong about that. It's, it has nothing to do with uh, schools being defunded, but it has everything to do with unions. These teachers' unions are a, a lot of times controlling what is being taught in the school's curriculum. And a lot of these teachers should not be teaching. They're, they should be, um, if they really want to do some activism work, they shouldn't be teaching. And that's where all these kids are getting their gender politics, not from their homes, not from other kids. But a lot of times it's from their teachers and their counselors. And why? It's because of these teachers' unions that are being supported. Did you know, babes, that there are some places in the South where they don't want to teach about slavery? So maybe we need unions to make sure that certain topics are discussed. No, but they don't care about the kids is what I'm trying to say. They care more about keeping their unions together. And they don't care about the good teachers that want to teach their kids what they want to teach their kids. I think that's a bit of a broad statement. Now, I, I said something that a lot of this relates back to George W. Bush. His brother, Neil Bush, uh, got a lot of money from pr private school systems. So he helped put this, push this narrative into the Republican Party. Well, even the, just well, so you know. Well, there are some parents that are not going the private school route either, and a lot of them are homeschooling their kids because okay. they don't like some of the things that are being even taught in private schools. So right. to say that they're all going to the private sector is not exactly true. Okay, I just think that what the Republicans do sometimes is they'll take something that has a seed of truth and blow it out of control. So that's not, say, that's not true. Yeah. This is a perfect example. They'll say the public school system is broken. I agree with that. But then instead of saying, let's give money to big corporations, why don't we just say, well, why don't we look at how we can fix the system? Well, part of the fixing of the system is to not fund them. Or to not go to these schools because the less people that are, the less kids that are going to the schools, the less money the schools are getting, they're going to wake up right, and fix but something. Not every parent, sorry. What? Not every parent has the means to send their kids to another school. Like what, what about these poor kids? This and is they, exactly why I support uh, school choice. This is exactly why I support school choice. Parents have the right to send their child to any school they want to or to um, to homeschool their child if they don't want them to go to any uh, private or public school. Hmm. This is where we disagree on st on, on this. And um, can we talk about something else? We can. I, the last thing I want to say about this is a concern I have is that we're going to defund public schools to such an extent that in 30 years – Private schools will be the only real option. And you'll see what's going on with student debt just go out of control because now instead of the kids having to worry about debt from college onwards, their parents are going to have to worry about student debt from like kindergarten well, onwards. And I, I, well, first off, I don't like that idea. There are conservatives that do not like the student debt that's going on in college, although they, they're, uh, they don't want, um, they don't want school 
they, they, they do, they are concerned about the student debt because I agree. I mean, I went to a private school in college and, um, um, had to, uh, borrow loans and, and that was, you know, that was for my education. But, um, I think everybody on, on both sides don't like the, I, uh, don't like that, that college students are being charged so much money because, and the, and the loan, that they're paying are going to these loan sharks, uh, not, um, not where they supposed, not that where they're supposed to go, but anyway, a big valid criticism of Joe Biden is that apparently through executive order, he could erase all student debt. And I think he should now, regardless of that, it looks like Trump is going to run in 2024 and if Joe Biden is indeed the Democratic nominee, he's going to have his ass handed to him and Donald Trump will get reelected. Even though I say if the election are all stolen, Republicans should stay home that day. But hold on, babes. If Donald Trump becomes president again, God forbid. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You'll be better I, off for it. I said that out loud. I said the Yes, you did. Okay. But if he does, will you try to push for him to eliminate all student loan debts? Um, well, I don't know how I would, I, I don't know how I would go about that actually. Cause, um, I think that he would have a better plan for student debt. Um, I, I don't think that making everything, uh, making all debt free is going, going to solve anything, but I, I, I think he would definitely have a better plan than Joe Biden. We know that he doesn't. And let me explain how. He was president for four years and he didn't president. Ah, sorry. Bub. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something right, else, Give bub. me a kiss first. Ah. Give me a kiss first. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this for two hours. All right, well, I don't want to talk about not getting a kiss for two hours. <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> okay, babes. What? I was in Pullman, Washington once. Yes. And... Hanging out with the guys, my yeah. old crew who I've had a falling out with almost every single one of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Except for a few or just Except for everybody? One. Except for one. Okay. And one of the guys there is like, oh, Rick, this, is, this guy's a vegan <laughs> yes. from Boulder. But we were in Pullman, Washington. And we've talked about this guy ad nauseum. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Oh, Rick, I'm a little upset. I'm supposed to go home and see my wife. Are, and... we, are we really going to talk about yes, this Yes, we are, babes. Let me tell the story. Oh. You wanted me to switch topics. Okay, 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 okay. He's like, I'm upset. I haven't seen my wife in two weeks. I'm supposed to go home to see her, and I just got a tick saying she's on her period. What am I going to do? And what does that have to do with anything? And I said, I almost uh, said that, the person's name. I said, yeah, that's not uh, the only whole story. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and we said, say, babes. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Oh, what? We're gonna go here. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to change. No, the I was. I, I don't want to talk about this. Okay. Ugh. Bubs, really? Well, let's just say I'm not on my period because I don't have. One. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get it. You know that. Oh, I get. Give me a kiss. No, because you said I'm gonna get it, so I'm gonna get a kiss. <laughs> I'm get a kiss. Yeah, I'm not supposed to reward bad behavior. Nobody just said I was going to get it, so give me the kiss. No. Yeah, because you said you wanted to kiss me. I didn't say that. Yeah, you said you were going to get it. Mm. Mm. 
as he touched my crotch. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Babes. babes. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm lighting down now. Okay. <laughs> Your mom was in town. Yes. And we love that because, you know... She's very into Jesus and Trump and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I know you're being sarcastic. Oh, I loved it, babe. So, <laughs> he squeezed my nose. You deserve that one. No, I didn't. But when I wasn't thinking about how great it is Please. that she's into Jesus and Trump, I was, uh, I went down a Kyle and Corin rabbit hole. Uh-huh. I told you that Kyle Kulinski from Secular Talk yeah. does a show with his buddy Corin. Yeah. And I've seen it before, but I watched a lot of episodes the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm just wondering, do you ever go down rabbit holes with podcasts like that? Um, uh, kind of. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, um, if you exclude like the show podcasts that I listen to. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of went. I, I kind of go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but it's not like I'm spending hours and hours mm. watching it. Like, um, Daylight NBC has, um, sub podcasts and they have like, uh, this one pa- podcast I was listening to that had like six episodes. I think it was. Yeah. It was called the thing about, um, Helen and Olga. It's about these two older ladies who, um, were, uh, stealing money from these homeless men after they got killed. Um, it was, it was pretty sad. And then now I'm watching something called, uh, the thing about Pam. And I just started the podcast cause it was, uh, it was, I think it was advertised, uh, about a year or two ago. It's about the murder of, um, uh, somebody's wife. Oh yeah. And, uh, Pam happens to be her friend. Nice. Uh, so, so I kind of go down, the rabbit hole, but it's not like, you know, hours and hours of it. I can't binge watch it. I'm not a binge watching person. Yeah. So Kyle uh, and Corin talk a lot about like golf. Golf? Because Kyle's like a big golf person, which I don't, that's an elitist thing to me. Uh, at least that's how I see. Golf. Well, I, I know, I know, um, I, I know that some people like golf and to me, golf sounds like, like, um, I know young people play it, but. It sounds like a, a a person in their 60s would play it. It sounds like a rich white guy thing to me, personally. Okay. But they'll also talk about food and yeah. poker and that type of stuff. Yeah. And in one episode, Kyle was saying that he had get, gotten into Better Call Saul. Yeah. So I had watched one or two episodes like a month ago. And then I heard that and I thought, I never went back to it. I love Breaking Bad, uh-huh. as we've discussed here before. Yeah. You know, I'm like everybody else except my way towards you. <laughs> and I'm one of those people who doesn't like to watch a TV show until it's finished its original run. Yeah. So I can just watch it from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But I was at home. Yeah. Alana was worshiping Jesus. I I was with my mom. And not on your period. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Do you really... Really? Oh my goodness! I don't I think know. anybody needs to know that. Okay, okay, you all on it. Oh. I'm just joking, babes. I love you. I love you, babes. Yeah, I love you too. 
I love you. <laughs> no, I love you. You're really. Thank you. <laughs> and you're so well, you. In any event, I decided to give Better Call Saul another chance. And I am now, mm-hmm. I think I was two episodes in before our break. I am in the middle of the fifth season. Yeah. Or I just finished episode three of that season. So it's where Kim goes to try to talk the guy out of giving up his house. Mm. That's the last episode I watched. Okay. How do you feel about that? Very good. It's interesting because the new season just started, but apparently they're breaking it up. So I think the show is a partnership between AMC and Netflix. Mm. AMC gets to run the show first, and then Netflix has the streaming rights. Mm. That's how I understand it. Okay. And so this half will finish up in July. Then they're going to take like a three-month break and bring the second half of season six back in October. Mm. I thought it was just going to be like season six was going to happen and not this, you know, part of season six. I can understand, and I told you so over the phone, I can understand if it's like a two-part episode Mm -hmm. where they, um, they break it up into an hour or something, but... Or they break it up into a couple of days, but not a two-part season where they break it up into months. That's happening a lot more. doesn't make any sense. Netflix also did that with Ozark and a couple of different shows. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. But we're learning more about Saul, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jimmy McGill. We've seen Gail in uh, Better Call Saul, um, Gus Fring. Mike plays a big part in it. Mm. I remember there was one day I'm watching an episode and I'm like, holy shit, that's Lydia. She's in this. And as I'm saying this, I realize you have never seen any of these characters on Breaking Bad. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. The Tuco stuff was interesting. Um, Does my excitement make you want to watch Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? No. Oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not denying that they're good shows, but it's just, it doesn't sound like something I really want to get into. I don't know. It just sounds way too heavy for me. I have a female friend who doesn't like crime shows like that. Yeah. that I can kind of understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. because um, the law and order stuff is not as gritty as this. Yeah. And it, it just seems so heavy. And I'm like, I don't really want to be saturated with all that because it's it's uh, it's drugs, it's vulgar stuff. You got uh, people committing other kinds of crimes against each other, people getting murdered. I, I'm just like, do I really want to watch that all the time? I just, it's, uh, it just sounds too heavy. There's something, I want to say it's season four. Yeah. So Jimmy McGill eventually becomes Saul. Yeah. But for a while, for most of the show, he's Jimmy. Yeah. And he is trying to sell these, like, burner phones on the side. Yeah. Right? He's selling them at night. Yeah. And these three teenage boys beat him up pretty bad. Uh-huh. Okay. He decides to go up to them, like, a couple episodes later and is like, hey, I'm going to do business here. What do we got to do to make sure that everything's okay? Uh-huh. I'll give you guys, like, $100 a night. And they say, no. We want all your money. They start chasing him. Oh. He set them up. Mike uh, somehow grabs him. I think he knocks him unconscious. And oh. Jimmy says, all right, guys, 
since you're unwilling to work with me, my associate is going to like torture you. Um, no, no, they don't actually do that. Okay. They stop it. But when I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, they're getting back at these kids for, for doing something wrong. And after the episode ends, I, I stop and think to myself, do I like the part of my brain that likes vigilante justice? And part of me says yes, but I don't know if I should like that aspect of my brain that's into that. Does that make any sense? You mean like these kids uh, being beaten up by... Being beaten up for, for after stealing this guy's money and wanting to steal from him again. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, this is exactly why I, I don't really want to get caught up in these types of shows because, um, you might be enjoying the plot, but what else is it doing to your brain? Yeah. I just, I mean, do, are you okay with any child, uh, being beaten up even if they did steal anything? I mean, I actually know they did beat him up, didn't they? They so, beat him up. Yeah, they beat him up. So he had to. So so yeah, they they had to. In some ways, the guy had to defend his friend's life, and he also had to defend himself. <clears throat> but at the same time, what are these? What are these kids learning? I wonder. Well, let me give you another example. All right. Okay. So I have a friend, and we used to take these like long car rides. We're talking several hours. Am I ever going to meet this invisible person? You will meet him <laughs> I, at some I, point, hopefully. I think. I think my nickname is going to be um, the uh, Rick's invisible friend. Okay, so <laughs> me and him actually tried to set up lunch earlier this month, but he got busy with stuff. So we're going to yeah. try it again sometime over the summer. Okay, but we used to hang out a lot before I met Alana. And go on these like three or four hour car rides and just talk the entire time. Like we'd get in the talk in the car rather. I'd get in and say, Hey, how are you doing? And then like three and a half hours later, we'd arrive at our destination. Those are the best car rides. But it was like, it's not like some of my friends who talk a lot and you feel drained afterwards. Yeah. After conversations with this guy, I would feel like excited about the future. And I assume he felt the same way. Okay. All right. But one day, we're driving back to Portland, and he starts telling me about this movie. Now, this was before uh, Ellen Page became Elliot Page. Back in the day, Ellen Page yeah. starred in a film called Hard Candy, where uh -huh. she basically takes revenge against this photographer who uh, raped and killed her friend. Yeah. A, gr a really fun revenge movie. Uh-huh. Okay, but I hadn't seen it yet, and my friend's telling me the plot of this movie, and he's uh -huh. recommending it, and he says, uh -huh. it's funny, I used to love revenge movies like that, but as I get older, I don't really like them because of the way that they make me feel. Yeah. And I'm starting to, as, as I get older, I'm starting to feel the same way. Well, when we talk about a revenge movie, like, remember when I showed you Ever After, and you really liked that movie? Yeah. That's not a revenge movie. Okay. But in some ways, it kind of is, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that it is in the sense that he, she kills her stepmother, but she, she take back, she takes back what was, what was hers. See, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So when I saw that episode of Better Call Saul this week, it made me think of Hard Candy and also the conversation I had about it with my friend ahead of viewing the movie. And so my friend is also about, 
17 years older than me. He's in his mid fifties. And I'm starting to see what he means about, I'm, I love watching shows or movies where a character gets revenge because they were done wrong. But is it the best thing for me psychologically? And I'm not sure the answer is yes. I don't think it can be. I, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people think that getting revenge on someone is, is good. Like I'm talking about like seriously getting them hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing if you're giving someone a taste of their own medicine. It's another thing if you're actually plotting to hurt this person. I don't think it, I don't think it ends well. Mm. I don't. Cause then you're like, Oh, why did I do that? Now this person's hurt. It's my fault. Um, what about, um, what about, uh, true romance? I don't think, no, that's not a revenge movie. When I think of revenge movies, I think of things like Death Wish. Okay. Where somebody is actively going after, you know, another person. Not, not defending their own life. Yeah, like an injustice is done and the person now wants to go out and find the person who did it and make them pay. That's a revenge movie to me. Right. Maybe maybe Django Unchained would fall into that category. Yeah, I don't have the desire to watch that movie. Um, I don't... I think Quentin Tarantino, for me, has gone a little bit downhill as a director. I still think he makes good movies. But they feel similar in a lot of ways. And you've heard my take on him. I think he makes fantasy films for cynical adults Mm -hmm. so i like his stuff but i'm just saying it doesn't it feels kind of like formulate to me now as i get older and i've seen enough of his movies right uh i like Django. i didn't love it okay yeah how do you feel about that babes i don't know oh my goodness i mean i i never really had a desire to watch a lot of his movies um and i I know that there was some controversy with Django Unchained, and I just never really cared to watch it. At some point, we do have to watch Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, though. Do we have to? Yes. Why? If you want to be an educated cinephile, I think you owe it to yourself to view these uh, movies. What if I don't want to be, Bob? Well, don't you want to know more about film? Yeah, but not like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no, I mean... I. I love you, babes. Mm. So, babes. Yeah. You don't know if you'll ever want to see Kim Wexler in action. I don't know. It just, I mean. She's Jimmy's girlfriend. I know, but no, not really. I don't know. I mean, like, even the show Dexter sounds uh, way too heavy for me, too. We had a brief conversation. Yeah. About, God forbid, hold it. Gotta prepare myself for what I'm about to say about me possibly watching some episodes of Friends. <sighs> Is that it? In exchange for you watching some Breaking Bad with me. Well, I I I wasn't exactly agreeing with the exchange, but oh, you were the one who brought it up, though. Well, I mean, I I I wasn't. I I actually didn't bring up exchanging. I'm just saying, you know, would you? I mean, I know I've seen a whole bunch of stuff that you you want me to see. Would yeah. you be willing to? Uh, watch some of it, or I'll I'll pick I'll pick certain seasons that I think would be fun to watch. But I wasn't going to make you watch the entire series. Oh, good. I I, I was thinking 
Um, you know, I'll show you some things that I like. And if you like it, you have the choice to whether you want to see it on your own or not. So here's the problem with Breaking Bad. Yeah. If we go into it, we have to go in like full, like we can't skip any episodes. So. I'm not good. Yeah. So a thought I had though. Mm Mm-hmm. And we should revisit this after we finish The Wire, right? Or season one of The Wire, at least. Mm -hmm. Is that maybe, possibly, we say, okay, I'll watch a couple of episodes of Friends, and we'll watch the first two seasons of Breaking Bad. And if you don't like it by the end of season two, we can quit. Mm. What do you think? We'll revisit Mm, this. Okay, I don't know. I have to think about that. Yeah. Because I think if you're not hooked by... The show gets better. But if you're not into it by the end of season two, then it might be a hard sell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great show, though. I, I don't know if you'd like that or if you'd like Better Call Saul better, though. I don't know either. Yes. I couldn't tell you. And the stuff that goes on with Chuck in the show and Better Call Saul is really good. And how that all relates to Kim and how Jimmy is kind of like unintentionally ruining Kim's life as well. Oh, is that be- oh because of um, his conning, whatever? You told me about that, right? Well, he's done a bunch of stuff that has kind of gotten in her way. But without ruining the show, he got disbarred for a year. And he goes in front of the Bar Association, finds out that they're not going to renew his license. So he he pretends to be remorseful over some stuff. And he even tricks Kim. And when she finds out that he was just giving an act, mm-hmm. she kind of has this feeling of, you got one over on me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much more about that. Okay. Yeah. And the stuff with Mike is great. I love Mike on Breaking Bad, but I feel like I understand him even more now. Oh, Mike is one of my favorite characters on both shows. Okay. Like, it's one of the... <laughs> I don't feel disappointed on... Better Call Saul when we get a Mike episode. It's not like getting a Lisa episode on The Simpsons. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I guess. Now, J-Lo. Yeah. I'm going to be birthday boy very soon. <laughs> no, you're not. Yep, very soon. No, it's only April. It's getting closer, babes. And oh, you are now the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, a week ago was my birthday. It was very nice. It mm. was only uh, the three of us. It also included my mom. Yep. We had some really good food. Um, uh, my mom really wanted to make uh, lumpia, which is basically uh, the Filipino version of egg rolls. And we ended up buying them because we couldn't find the... Uh, we, we ended up buying the frozen ones because we couldn't find the, the wrappers. But uh, you haven't tasted lumpia until you tasted something that my family made because nice. it's it's good stuff. Um, but it was really good. Um, my mom also made uh, the Filipino version of adobo. And you haven't tried the pork version of it. How'd you like it? I thought it was really good. I actually kind of liked it more than sh- the chicken take on it. You know what? I would agree. And mm-hmm. I like them both. But if I were to choose which one I would have, I would have the pork adobo hands down more. Oh, good. Um, and I don't eat pork very often, but that is a treat. Um, and I still have a lot of chicken left over from when she made that for me before she left. And uh, we had 
some cake and ice cream, which we will be eating later tonight. Yes, leftovers there. Jay, well, Alana got invited to a party (laughs) of this girl I used to know. (laughs) And I said, as a birthday present, why don't you offer to bring over the cake and just bring over the leftovers of your birthday cake? (laughs) It's going to be done by then. Yes. Are we allowed, babes? (laughs) That's kind of funny. Thank you. (laughs) What? Can we talk about what happened at the dinner table on your birthday? Uh, Not really. Okay. I mean, we we didn't really, I mean. uh, You know what I'm discussing, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we didn't really get it. We didn't get into an argument over that. But I um, I understood why she was talking about it. But I, I honestly thought that, I'll just say this. I kind of thought she was talking about stuff a little bit longer. And I wanted, and I, and um, I wanted to, I forgot, I forgot what I wanted. I, I, I wanted to change it to something else, like something about iPads. And for some reason, I didn't know, I didn't do it well and yeah like everybody knows i love jesus but there's got to be a time and a place for everybody knows that no you don't i'm a a big fan i have all his albums he doesn't have any albums well that's shows how big of a fan i mean we didn't get into a fight over it no but um and 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 honestly the the same thing happened when you met her the first time and i thought i was very very embarrassed for the both of us and i didn't know how to stop it because she just kept you know, talking and talking and talking and, and as, as, okay. Um, I'll just say this. There are some people in my life. I won't say who Go ahead. that like to dominate conversations. And sometimes it's very, very hard to get in a word edgewise oh. is what I'll say. Nice, nice. And I kind of felt like that on my birthday, but also with your first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, and maybe I should have handled it better. And I, and I realized that, but we, we didn't, we did not um, talk about it that night. And we also didn't fight about it either. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to fight about it because don't get me wrong. I'm glad that you shut it down, uh, but I I wasn't sure if she was going to be so glad about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I get why she was doing that, but at the same time, it was like I think it's it's gone a little bit overboard. But I think I think I could handle it better, and um, I've handled things like that before a little bit better. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think what I'll do next time is I'll just change the subject and um, talk about something a little bit um a little bit you know a, a, a different than that of yeah course. i get passionate when i talk about jesus too but i try to rail it in. oh come on bubs what you're very anti-god right now or at least you're um you're an- the anti-idea of jesus being god bubs. Oh. so i wouldn't be talking about that but oh. blasphemy i love you blasphemy you- what? I love you. Well, oh, I guess the, I guess the right word would be lying. Oh my goodness! I'm learning from Ted Cruz then. Jim. Oh my goodness! Hey, I'm not a Ted Cruz person either, but we're nice. not talking about him. We are not talking about Ted. Cruz. Well, we 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 are talking about uh, my widow Jewel and her birthday. 
Yeah. I mean, otherwise... It was fun, though. It was besides it, for that. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, otherwise, it was fun. Um, no complaints at all. Um, I thought the... I thought it was it was really funny when you guys were singing happy birthday and <laughs> I was sure should I say J Lo should I say Lana <laughs> and um my mom lit the candles twice and I blew it out twice nice. I think she wanted to take a picture with me in the cake oh my goodness and um I was really happy that um the cake decorator at the store was able to put happy birthday in my name on the top in the in the frosting, I think it was. I think she put either put it in the frosting or she put it in the middle of the cake. Hmm. But she was able to fit it in small letters. And my mom's like, yeah, it was really cute. Nice. <laughs> so it was it was good. It was it was really good. Very good, babes. Okay. Since the last time we have talked, mm-hmm. Mall 205 has closed down. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Because I know you're very pro mall. Well, what? You love the, the ideas of malls. Oh, my goodness. The idea of malls. <sighs> Keep going, babes. Um, I'm listening. Well, I've never been to Mall 205, really. I mean, I've been to places either um, close to it or what have you. I think the DMV was was close to there, I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it surprised me when you told me that they were closing. They didn't really announce it to the public I heard that the people who had stores in the mall were giving a two-week notice, right? And I heard about it on the news right after their last day, so like on the 11 o'clock news. And they said, like, today was the last day that Mall 205 was open to the public in this incarnation, right? Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit shocked. I've been to Mall 205, but probably not since the 90s. So I didn't really care that much about it. No. Is that right? I met somebody outside Mall 205 mm-hmm. last year, but we didn't go in. Okay. Yeah. How how big is that mall, would you say? What is that mall? It was all right size. Okay. Uh, I couldn't really tell you, to be honest. Well, we, yeah, because we were supposed to go to the mall with my mom the next day. Yeah. And it didn't happen because all three of us were pretty exhausted. I blame the drinking of the soda. I think that's what pushed it over the edge for me. No, it wasn't the soda. It wasn't? No. What was it? You were just, you didn't get enough sleep. No, but I think that's why. I, I don't know if that's true. Oh. I, I mean, used to drink even, a lot of soda. No, but, but you I, don't drink a lot of soda and you don't drink a lot of soda that much anyway. So I don't know why that would be. Because I had soda. That threw me off. Mm. Yes. Um, But I've been taking melatonin and having really good sleep recently. Yes. I think I might take that this evening. Oh, where are you going to get it from? (laughs) I'll give you some babes. Thank you. Yes, babes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. What? I read a book, babes, that you might enjoy. Oh, I'm reading the same thing, actually. Called... Cold Case Christianity. Now, you told me that there are Christians that you don't like called apologists. I never... I didn't say I don't like them. Okay. Uh, So, uh, let me explain what apologists are. I'm sorry. I love Jesus. (sighs) Sorry, I love Jesus. Is that what an apologist is? No. Okay. And I didn't learn about the term uh, Christian apologetics until I was in college because I met someone who called herself an apologist. And I said, does that mean that you're apologizing for your beliefs? And she said, no, 
it's basically using um, evidence to make a case for my beliefs. Mm. And um, there's a lot of people that do. Uh, there's a man named Josh McDowell who has written books on it. Um, this guy, this guy named uh, Jay Warner Wallace, who was a former homicide detective. He's retired now. And then the next one that I read after this um, was a former uh, journalist, uh, a, a former journalist for the Chicago Tribune and um, how he came to his own faith. And um, so I'm not done with it yet. There's still uh, uh, some more stuff I, I'm going to get through, but it's really, it's really interesting. It was really interesting. So because I was in the midst of watching Better Call Saul uh-huh. and Mike, who works with Gus Fring, used to be a cop. Yeah. When I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, well, what if this was Mike who wrote the book? And I'm thinking about it like, how would Mike do it? And, and this, you know, could I see Mike becoming a believer in Jesus and writing a book like this? Probably not. Oh. Well, Mike isn't even real, though. He's not real, but, you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh. But you haven't seen Mike, okay. No. Didn't you say he's like one of those corrupt cops, though? Yeah, so something I didn't know before Better Call Saul. It does a good job of filling in details. Yeah. Mike was a cop, and so was his son. Mm -hmm. But his son always looked up to Mike Mm -hmm. and didn't know that Mike took money to look the other way on certain things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And one day his son comes to him, Matt, and says, you know, Dad, they want me to take a bribe. And Mike basically told him, you take the money, I do it too. And it broke Matt's heart. Mm -hmm. He took the bribe Mm -hmm. but was killed anyways. Mm. So Mike kills the two cops who killed his son Matt Mm -hmm. and then moves to Albuquerque with Matt's wife and Matt's younger daughter. And helps find them a place out there. And there's oh. a great scene in the first season where Mike is confessing all this to Matt's wife. Uh-huh. About how he looked up to me and uh, they killed him anyways and he starts crying. It's really powerful. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's so great he like, killed the guys too. Because Mike goes into this cop bar, right? Yeah. Goes up to the two guys and just whispers, I know you did it. Yeah. Shows him, he's drinking, it's later on that night, bar's closing down, Mike is supposed to be super drunk, he's walking down the street, two cops pick him up, they find a gun in like his his pants pocket, take it out, and they drive him out into like the middle of nowhere. Take him out of the car, they're discussing it amongst themselves, how are we going to do this? What they didn't know is that Mike had a gun in his coat pocket, Mm. pulls it out, points it at them and says, you did exactly what I would have done. And then he busts a cap in them. How do you feel about that, babes? Mm, Okay. What does it have to do with what we were just talking about? What were we just talking about? Oh, Oh, the book. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of, I mean, I didn't really want the whole um, story about this Mike guy. Um. but. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Mike might become a Christian. I, well, he doesn't because I know how the series, how um, the storyline ends with him because it ends in Breaking Bad. Um, no, no, Mike is Mike isn't real though. Okay, when I was reading Breaking Bad, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I wasn't reading Breaking Cold Bad. Case Christianity. Folks. Cold Case Christianity, not the uh, Breaking Bad comic. <laughs> 
but when I was reading Cold Case Christianity, mm-hmm. I envisioned the author as being kind of like Mike from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So then maybe that's how they're related. And I'll and I'll have more to discuss with you when I once I finish it. You're like, uh, I'm glad that a corrupt cop killed these two other corrupt cops, but what does it have to do with Jesus <laughs> <laughs> in this book? <laughs> I do not think that the author of this book uh, did anything like that. But uh, no, he he was investigating homicides. Yes. He never committed any homicides. Exactly. But maybe he's a fan of Mike on Breaking Bad. Well, you you know what? I, I don't know. We'll email him and ask him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think he's changed a lot of his thinking since he's, you know, since he's had his conversion. So I don't know. Oh, you really? No, no, no. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I mean, mm. he's a retired guy. He probably doesn't want to, um, you know, really discuss about uh, Mike on, you know, on some TV show that he may or may not have seen. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I mean. I don't know. We can email him. Uh, <laughs> Why not? You're strange. Why? Just like you wanted to um, reach out to Charles Manson. I wanted to ask him for guitar advice. <laughs> but a woman I was seeing before my little J-Lo <laughs> told me one night when we were okay, sin- okay. after we had sinned. Okay, okay. And I was trying to unsin her. She said, she said, that sounds really creepy. And she made a valid point. Well, I would agree with her on on this point only. Yes. That it is creepy, and I'm glad you didn't do that. I didn't actually do that. So, mm-hmm. Duncan Trussell, yeah. who's a pretty big star in my world, okay, did the Lavender Hour, been on Joe Rogan a whole bunch of times. What about the Tweet We Oil Owl? Okay, leave the jokes to me there. Oh, the Alavilla Owl. Okay, okay. So... <laughs> He was talking one day on, I believe, the Duncan Trussell family hour mm-hmm. about how Ramdas used to have this thing for where you could go up on his website and sign up to have a one-on-one Skype session with him for free. Uh-huh. So you'd enter in your information and it would say, you know, randomly expect that Ramdas might call you sometime. Yeah. And Duncan says that one day he's just like hanging out at his house. And he gets a Skype call from Ramdas, and he was shocked that Ramdas did this because this was before he was like this huge star, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least before he was a huge star to me. But yet Ramdas called him, and they had like a. It, he said it was like only fifteen minutes, but it was a really good conversation. Uh-huh. Maybe we could get uh, your man from Cold Case Christianity to call us, and we can ask him about Breaking Bad and Mike. That's a little weird. Okay, I mean. And I don't really care if he does know about Mike or not because I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, what if you asked him that and he's like, "You, you mean you want me to? You want you just want me to know this information and you're wasting my time by calling me or having me call you?" Well, it's wasting your time, <laughs> but in my life, it's very valuable. <laughs> and God bless. <laughs> I think it's a little strange. Oh my goodness. But anyways, babes. Wow. Uh, I, I read that book. <laughs> I read a book on Groucho Marx. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stuck out to me was his later years. Mm. And it talked about how his family had sent him up with this caregiver who was this younger lady trying to get into sew business. And, and she was a caregiver to somebody. 
Well, she was kind of like his assistant, Groucho Marx's oh. assistant. Oh, I see. Okay. She, the family accused her of basically defrauding them oh. of the Groucho Marx estate. Oh, wow. Eventually they went in court, but by that time, you know, he'd long since died and they pretty much spent all of their inheritance fighting this case. Mm-hmm. Maybe 16 years later, she commits suicide oh. and was like homeless for a while before that. How old was this uh, woman when uh, the the Marx family got in contact with her? I want to say early 30s. Okay. And she was maybe like 62 when she killed herself. Wow. Yeah. And and what year was this? She killed herself in 2003. Wow. Yeah. Oh my. Intense stuff, babes. I know. Yes. That's And he and she was supposed to be his assistant at yes. the time. And she just kind of slowly moved her way into his life. That's not good. Don't you hate it when people do that? I do. They uh they're winsome at first and then uh they slither their way in. Yes, yes, yes. But babes. Yeah. You did something this week that I didn't think was ever gonna happen. I did, and it happened this week. Um I've been talking about getting an iPad, uh or even an iPad mini. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, my mom, the kind lady that she is, has um, was looking for something on Amazon because I said, "Hey, um, I think I want to get my my iPad from Amazon because it's cheaper and they do have new versions, and I think it would be best if I did that." So I get, I find this this iPad Mini. She she finds that it's um it is four hundred and fifty nine dollars, includes uh, accessories in there, um, including Apple Pencil and other things, and I I think the ability the ability to use Apple Pencil yeah um and um I just had the right amount of money to buy it and I got it. On, uh, I bought it on the 20th and it came the next day. How are you feeling, babes? Pretty good. Um, and I still have to, um, to, uh, and I still have, and I have like a prime for, uh, for an, for a month. Yeah. Free. But I, I'm going to cancel it though. Well, good. I'm going to cancel just because I don't, I don't buy stuff from Amazon very often. Mm-hmm. And I could always... Like if I really wanted it, I could always um, get it, but I, I think I might cancel it. We were setting it up this morning. Yep. Yeah. Um, the when I had to verify it twice, that was a little bit annoying, but I think we now got it. So I'm excited to get into it after this. Yes, I'm excited to let you get into it. The well, what am I going to do? Stop you? This ain't the fifties, but. <laughs> I'm glad I realize I said let you get into it. It's like it's your thing. <laughs> it's my pleasure yes. to me. To you. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited that you know, ordering things are going to be um uh easier than um using a computer as much as I'm used to that. But it's gonna take a while for me to get used to the taps and the swipes and and what have you. But I'm also excited because you can't really do text messages on your phone. No, and I'm and, and I can do them here. You can do them through iMessage. Yeah. And 
your computer now some people have made fun about how old it is you have okay you're the only one who has i'm not the only one no no you have i'm not the only one who else has uh, I don't want to say any names here. You know why? Because you tell people. All right, I'll tell you who Mike from Breaking Bad ah! and Better Call Saul <laughs> and that uh, guy who wrote the book. <laughs> no, no, I made that up. <laughs> okay. He's like, uh, you know, we have proof that uh, Jesus w- did in fact live, and our proof is that uh, one of his computers has been passed down through the ages and is currently with a uh, Filipino follower in the Portland area. <laughs> <coughs> okay, what else? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you have a Christly keyboard. Oh my goodness. I could have worked on that pun, but I didn't. But I'm bumped. But I'm bumped. <laughs> but yes. it does take you a while to get to your emails on your computer. I think it's going to be a lot easier for you to access emails on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading books is great. Uh, you have a Bard app. So instead of like mm. downloading books onto your computer and then having to transfer them, you can download them straight to the device. I think you're going to dig it. So so I wouldn't have to download it to my um, Victor Reader, but I have the option of doing it. You have the option of doing it, but you can download it straight to the device. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that they got rid of the headphone jack. You're going to need, oh, you know, an adapter. But Android's starting to do that too, um, which I I, I hate I, that. I don't. They're I don't just that. doing it to get money out of people. I don't like that. I you don't know? like that at all. There's no reason why these devices should not have head headphone jacks. No, the only reason is to make more money from the consumer. That's it. But. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to having an iPad that I think you're going to really get a kick out of. So you don't have, um, you don't have a headphone jack for your, oh, you do, right? For your phone? Uh, yeah, but they're starting to phase it out of Android as well. I don't like that. I don't either. I, I hope there's a pushback. Like, why are you not, why do you not have headphones? Oh, nobody likes it except like for the it. people producing these products. But since they have a monopoly, there's not much the consumer can why? really do. I, I really think that the people that are producing it should really listen to the consumers. Yeah. That would help them a lot because some people still like headphone jacks. Is, and SD cards. Yeah, SD yeah. cards. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like uh, people like SIM cards and cell phones that they can actually take out. Yeah. Well, you can't take SIM cards out of the cell phone. Well, I mean, if you have an iPhone, they're making it so that you can't take it out. Yeah, you can. You can? You can take out a SIM card. You just can't, like, remove the battery. Oh, the battery. Yeah. yeah. You can't remove the battery, yeah. That, that, that should not be... You shouldn't be able to do that. You should be able to get that battery out. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think they should listen to us consumers that pay a lot of money for uh, their products. Yeah. I do too. Or save money to pay for it. The system is rigged, babes. Oh, goodness. It's that the game is rigged. What's that George Carlin says? It's a, it's the it's a small club and you ain't in it. <laughs> okay. Uh we're getting off track here. We're getting off track, babes. Okay. I'm very glad that you have an iPad. I am too. And it's uh it feels really good in the hand. It's a very, it's a light iPad. Not the first time I've heard it's Philip Good. Oh my goodness, Bubs. And not the last. Mm. <laughs> I love you, babes. And my <laughs> iPad Mini Six is pink. Oh, good. Give me a kiss, Pete. No. Why not? 
Because you've been bad boy. No, I'm never not good. And I'm probably a joke. No, I'm never not good boy. No. Well, babes. Yes? There's more things we could discuss. But. Yes? I think for the time being, mm-hmm. you probably want to play with your iPad. I do. Yes. So should we uh, wrap this up? Yes. And I, I also want to add more apps to it as well. So I actually, when you were asleep, I downloaded the Bard app, but obviously I didn't sign into it or anything. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I was going to ask you about that. I created a folder for audio apps. And right now Mm -hmm. in it, you have the KCRW app, BBC Sounds. From from iPlayer. Right. Well, it used to be called iPlayer, and I get a mix up because they changed the name of it to Sounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that, but the app works great. So is that in the? I thought that was oh the productive folders were the uh, the other ones. Yes. So in in the audio folder mm-hmm. folder, you have Bard, BBC Sounds, KCRW, and. Uh, I believe the uh, Apple Podcasts app. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I could ask um, Siri to open up one of the podcasts that are on there. I believe so. Let's do a test after we finish this up and ask Siri to play Take the Floor. I don't know if it'll work, but we can try. Cool. Yeah. All right, babes, let's wrap this up. Oh, real quick. Yes. Did you have any dreams when we took that nap? I did not. I did not. I was very tired, and I needed it and i think i slept for almost three hours because i was exhausted um but oh my goodness i am very happy that i got it and i'm excited that um that uh i now have one well good all right let's kiss and then we'll wrap this up Uh oh all right bye-bye Bye-bye.